Hey guys. Hey. I was taking a photo for the blog. I know that's that's how I'm feeling today. <laughs> you shot a pretty nasty glare there, man. Yeah, I'm just uh, ready to get through this thing. It's a side. We give it to thing. me one more time. Wow, that's even in portrait mode. That's going to look real nice. Blue steel. Yeah, <laughs> side was, stink guy is what I call that. One. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, guys? We're recording early this week. Very. For you are off to Florida. Thank you. Yes. Oh yeah. Go for, watch. A, for a game. Yeah, big time game. My dad's called me. Uh, about three dozen times today. He's excited. <clears throat> he is terrified what? That, that me being a man of larger carriage, I am not going to pack properly and will pack too heavy a clothing. <laughs> what are you on, like a private small charter plane uh, or something? No. As a weight restriction? No, or? he wants me to wear like wicking material, sweat wicking. I think he's expecting the worst, <laughs> hoping uh, for the best. Humidity in yeah. Florida, you mean? It terrifies him. In summertime, humidity. Oh, uh, take him to the water park. Remember the one that we yeah. went to with the slide? <laughs> the, the, sec- <laughs> the secret uh, password slide. Tim, this thing was so cool. Okay. Ricky and I went to a wedding in Florida. Yeah. Uh, with w- our spouses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we stayed at Universal's, like, Port- Portico, Portofino. I don't know. Something. I'm impressed you remembered that much. Wow. <laughs> and we, they had this water slide that uh-huh. looked magnificent. And all four of us were going to go on this. And we get down into, like, the lobby. At night. At Water night. slides at night. This is the Ricky, hotel? Yes. Yeah, at the hotel. <laughs> and we turn to go, like, to go walk up the stairs, go to the slide. And as soon as we turn around, the girls are gone. Uh-huh. Like, we don't know where they went. We spent a few minutes looking for them. They are just gone. It's even weirder. Our hotel room was on the second floor. You could see the window of our hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. You could watch the girls in the hallway as they were walking down the second floor uh, hallway. Mm-hmm. They get on the elevator and disappear. Just gone. Whoa. We they still to this day don't know where they were. They somehow I ended sure up that's... six miles away and had to walk back. <laughs> wow. But we got to the top of this water slide thinking, okay, let's go down. Us and a dozen 10-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> this like 16, 15, 16-year-old kid yeah. sitting up top lifeguard presents us a riddle before we can go down the slide. What? Yeah, and he won't let us go down until we answer no. the damn riddle. Oh, my goodness. Wait, I think we had to fake him out. We like, were on I vacation, just, and like we were enjoying ourselves. This was many yeah. years ago. Like, we oh were, yeah, like we were we were drunk off our ass. <laughs> that's that's that one. <laughs> what do you say? Um, I don't remember how we got to this. I point. think I distracted him, and then Chad head dived through the tube. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins, exactly. baby. He's got like rug burn all across his chest. Yeah. yeah. Hey. I... Tim, I want to know what the hell you're talking about on our show notes where you say, why does Ricky hate Tim? What you do. What are you talking about? (laughs) Uh, What did I say two weeks ago about not wanting to know the price of that Brady? Oh, the Brady you can find on our blog on (laughs) pttfpodcast.com. Mother bro. (laughs) It was was bad. It was. I felt a little bit guilty when I put it up. No, you didn't. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you didn't tell Tim, like, to be fair. I didn't. Well, he actually did, and I still read it. <laughs> I even warned him. I said, don't check out the blog this week. I, yeah. I remember you saying that, yeah. and I still... I knew exactly what he would do. I knew, I'm knew. i shocked it took him this long to check. I mean, that's a big number. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was, it was a big number when you sold it, though, too. Well, it was sub 100,000 when I checked. Um, like, that Instagram post was actually a little bit misleading. It was saying, yeah. out of all these five cards, which is going to hold $108,000. Yeah. And then you added $90,000 to that enterprise. Uh. But I'm with you, Tim. Uh, Ricky and I were yeah. at the card shop last weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I went there specifically to go buy a box of select wrestling. Okay. I told yeah, Ricky that, that right? like, that was the only reason I, I was going to go. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, Ricky, let's go. 
I was excited. I, I was not ready to buy select yet, but I was ready to watch someone buy select. Now I hit a little traffic on the way there. So I was running a little bit late and I texted you that as you I was at the stop sign. You did. I get in there five minutes late. <laughs> I open up that main door and I can see straight to the back. Ricky just grinning ear to ear <laughs> yells to me. She's all out of select, sold out yesterday. You got screwed. <laughs> just, she just sold out in the last four, dude. I'm Sorry. like, dude, I haven't even taken two steps inside the car shop. <laughs> You're just crushing my dreams. And then I proceeded to tell him how her, his dreams almost were not crushed because the buyer yeah. wanted a tax exemption, but his paperwork didn't. Match check up. out yeah oh, see like so, you threw me off guard with like a real quick jab and i'm like little dazed and then you give me this ray of hope back and i'm like what's happening well, right because you know your <laughs> eyes haven't adjusted fully coming out of that parking yes. lot you know yeah. i wish no and, and okay let's back up here for a sec tim we live for each other's misery <laughs> that's well documented on this show apparently <laughs> <laughs> and chad I was so shocked. What you saw on my face, I agree with you. Nine times out of ten, that is me getting excited to crush your day. This time, you literally walked in at the perfect time and caught me. I was smiling ear to ear, but it was because I was shocked that someone would come buy out. Select WWE. If that guy hadn't, I would have. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, we'll talk you about were, this a little bit determined. later. Yeah. I think it's a great product and a great buy. Ooh. It's it's a beautiful looking product. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love looking at it. I just don't know if it's going to hold that value. Yeah. We're talking about Revolution slack. didn't. No. Mm, right? Revolution no. didn't. You still squeaked out something. But even after that, you're like, you go up to the show to the store owner. Okay. My words are going <laughs> to slur a lot. Tonight. Oh, it's been yeah. a long day of work. That's all right. We're it's, all tired. It's going to be rough. And I forgot about this part. And Ricky's like, oh, Chad's going to buy this signed jersey in a box. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You call <laughs> oh her goodness. over. You're like, Heidi, come over here. Chad's going to check this out. And I'm like, I was no. Trying, I was trying to get Chad to buy, what was it, like 2000 SPX football. Yeah. For so that's $100. the other thing. Then there's the case, <laughs> the display case on the opposite side of the store that has individual packs of two. <laughs> 2000 SP football. Ah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to buy this for a hundred dollars a pack. You call her over again. She's in the back office. Heidi, Heidi, Chad has questions about the SP. I'm like, no, I don't. I pulled her away from another customer and walked her over to Chad. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? What was going on that day? Well, I almost got you to buy a pack to get it graded. That's oh, what. what was going on goodness. that day. You were, you were really on one that day. I was, I think uh, she slipped him some Barry Sanders or something. She did. And Chad, Almost bought one of these packs of cards to grade them. Wow. That's true. After I looked it up. I mean, if you get like a nine on one of these packs, they sell for 300 bucks. What? Yeah. They're, well, it's Tom Brady's rookie year. No, what are we still doing sitting here? Let's go to the shop. <laughs> There's an Adam. Oh, it's a one-on-one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pack to the Future. I'm your host, Ricky, a.k.a. Mr. eBay. <laughs> and I am joined by my co-host and partner in crime, Dr. Chad. Someone call for a doctor? How you doing, Doc? I am good, my brother. And I love this man, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Please welcome Dr. Tim. Here we go, baby. Prepare to be underwhelmed. Well, on this week's show, we're going to talk about 
the Madden 99 Club and why or why not it translates to card values. We're also going to be looking at different vault services. But before we jump into all of that, guys, uh, we had last week off and we have many thanks to give to our boys, Steve and Hugo, filling in for us. Just two things. Sorry? Just two things. I'll Just give them many. I've got, oh, I'll I'll give got a few. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give them many. All right. Um, And we're going to dive into uh, how they did on the show and talk about that in just a minute. But before we do that, we have a really special and important announcement to make. Uh, In mid-September, we've got a weekend night in mid-September at our local card shop. If you are local to Salt Lake, Utah, uh, or just outside of Salt Lake and want to commute in, or if you want to fly in from out of state, reach out to us. We are setting up at our local card shop a trade night. This is after hours. The shop will be closed except to VIPs invited by the show. We'll be broadcasting live from the local card shop. It's going to be a ton of fun. There'll be no doubt prizes, no doubt uh, fun times to be had, and, and, and you're going to want to check this out. So reach out to us on any of our platforms. The best is probably Instagram at Pack to the Future Podcast. Yeah, I would um, think so. You can also email us at Pack to the Future Podcast at Gmail. But let us know if you're interested, and we will give you the details. You do have to express interest to get the details. We will not be announcing those yeah. because this is a VIP event. doesn't cost you anything. All you got to do is reach out, say, I'm interested. I'll bring some cards to trade and uh, and bring a good time. So, I'll, And I'll say this. If you're not weird, you can stay with me in my house. I've got Ooh. the basement. you got the bar. you got the arcade game down there in the theater. If you are weird, you can stay with Tim. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I've got a back room for that, too. So. so it's coming up here very quickly. So reach out to us if you want the details and want to be invited free of charge. You just got to give us uh, the heads up that you're interested. All right. But uh, now let's get back to the uh, the, the big show. And oh, yeah. Guess what, Ricky? What? Uh, Saturday, it's going to be 89 degrees in Florida with 67% humidity. Oh, you're going to be sweating. Yeah. I'm just going to wear a towel, I think. You're welcome, <laughs> like- Rick. oh man yeah that's gonna be miserable but speaking of what was not miserable was checking out this past saturday uh our show and tuning in to hear Mm -hmm. two amazing accents talking hall things hobby oh yeah they they requested that title they did i loved it i loved it timmy why don't you get us started on this segment and kind of lead us and yeah, Stephen Hugo, thanks so much for filling in. Um, you know, I think uh, if there's other listeners out there that are interested, that uh, might be a running thing, right, Ricky? Yeah, reach or out at to least us. A if, chance. Reach out to us if you have interest. Express it. We got to know who is interested before we can decide who we hand the, uh, as Hugo calls it, the super sub keys to. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So our super subs, Steve and Hugo. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty cool listening to their stories. Um, sometimes, you know, like we just don't get a chance to really like interact to that level. Right. So, um, being able to hear like how, uh, Steve actually got into the hobby or got back into the hobby because of a Jordan card, not a Celtics card, (laughs) not even Larry Bird. Um, but you know, little tidbits like that, that, you know, didn't necessarily come up directly in a, in a combo and, uh, Hugo, you know, bless his heart for, uh, you know, messing up with a uh, Will Fuller collection initially, you know, but can yeah. you hear about how, you know, uh, why he started collecting the Texans and uh, French players. So, um, but yeah, I mean, so if you haven't heard that episode yet, definitely go back and 
give it a listen because uh, two of our favorite listeners uh, kind of did their little dive into their hobby stories for us. And so how do you feel like they did, Chad and Rick? Well, I thought they, they did a fantastic job. They had engaging accents. They were well-versed mm. in the hobby. They offered great insight um, as to both who they are as collectors and both how to get the most out of collecting in the hobby. Um, man, uh, and I love how the hobby showcases all of our different loves. That's really what I, I took from this. Uh, I, Steve's love of Boston is obvious. Um, but Hugo cracks me up. <laughs> a Frenchman living in the Midwest who's a super fan of the Kentucky Wildcats and Houston Texans. When he told yeah. us about the Kentucky Wildcats, I, I thought know. he was trolling us. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I love it, though. I love <laughs> that he's so eclectic and unique. And uh, only, you know, I tried to find a comparison of like, how, to tease him on the air of like, how I'd say I'd go to Paris and just be a fan of some S team in the middle of nowhere, France. Yeah, like rooting for the Portland Timbers, you know, yeah, <laughs> like some, yeah. soccer pitch. Uh, and, and I couldn't even come up with an equivalent. No. <laughs> but uh, but I, I do. I really think that that's cool. I think that when people say, hey, it's great to connect with people in the hobby, that's kind of my favorite part is just learning about different people's tastes and how they came to be. Speaking of. He's got it. You know, it's not about collecting. It's it's about the people, Steve. It's oh, about yeah, the, the connections. The connections. The connections. Hashtag the stay mean, positive. The, the meaningful connections with friends, the lifelong friends you're going to make throughout this beautiful hobby of ours. What you missed is right uh, after that, Hugo then drops about five octaves. <laughs> Talks like an adult afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know who he was trying to emulate there. <laughs> that was really funny. These guys were really well prepared. I thought so. I was very impressed. They sent me a show outline before this whole thing happened. I know. Um, and it like, took us like two and a half years to start creating our show outline. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Steve did the CEO thing where he was like, uh, here, here are my three talking points. And yes. uh, this is what I'm going to break down for you for Panini, for example. <laughs> no, this is what Steve said. Because I'm just a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, speaking of which, this is funny. So I reached out to those guys because they had mentioned in our group chat that perhaps they wanted a platform to be able to talk about whatever. So I reached out to them when I was trying to plan for the show since we were going to have an off week last week. Right. And initially, there was some interest, but it wasn't a full-fledged, like, yes, we're going to do it. Oh, no. And it kind of left me scrambling. So, a peek behind the curtain, I didn't necessarily want to run another Best Of. Sure. Um, because we just had one. But I wanted to create something unique, but I was left in limbo. So, I start panicking. I'm like, are these guys going to do it? Or are oh, they not no. going to do the show? So, I'm running to Mrs. Doc. I'm like, hey, can we get a show together? And uh, it, it left me in a little bit of stress, but then they came through and delivered yeah, mm -hmm. and sent us that gold. Yeah, no, I thought they did a, a really wonderful job. I agree. Um, so they did talk to about talk in their in their show about collecting what speaks to you. Mm -hmm. Um, and Timmy, what what keeps you going in this hobby? That's a uh, dangerous person to start with. <laughs> Is Tim going in the hobby? Yeah. Are you going? I'm kind of <laughs> stuck in the mud right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that keeps changing, though, right? Um, and I think that was a good reminder to say, like, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be, like, any one thing, right? I mean, take no. Hugo, for example. He's scattered all across the different, you know, uh all the different states, you know, he's different sports, um, but he's, uh, you know, for him, that works, right? Because yeah. he even specifically said, hey, Steve, you know, like your, your level of like commitment to Jay Crowder, like that wouldn't work for me, right? Yeah. So there's so many different ways to collect and uh, finding that um, really seems to be key. Because, um, yeah, you want to find something that you're passionate about, right? And yeah. uh, 
you know, if you polled me on any given year over the last six years of me trying to figure this out, um, you know, it'd be six different answers, right? Yeah. So, and that's okay. Well, and, yeah. and oddly enough, you haven't touched on it, Tim, but I, I really uh-huh. think you're starting to kind of find what your PC is starting to look at. Like if, if not yeah. just at the low end, uh, you're starting to build a Frank Thomas rookie collection. Mm-hmm. Still have those? Yeah, no, I'm okay, like good. ten out of <laughs> ten out of. Well, I mean, yeah, out of the thirty-four key cards that I really want to chase. Nice. Jordan, yeah. you're starting to collect dollar bin Jordans. Dollar bin Jordans, and I've got the top fifty uh, base Jordan set on my uh, PSA registry checklist. See, you so, nice. Yeah. I would argue this is re- we've we've joked a lot about it. Responsible Tim in 2022. I know. I'm, I think this is another step towards. RT. I agree. Well, it's achievable goals, right? <laughs> you know, like I had some pretty poorly defined ones. <laughs> RTs. RTs good. <laughs> there, there's my new license plate. <laughs> well, I don't know. Tim clearly didn't grow up where we grew up. RT means something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> you think they let me do it? <laughs> yeah. Tim could cut ice with or cut glass with those things. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, in Utah, you have to justify, you know, like your uh, custom license plate. You well, not just yeah. in Utah. <laughs> no, <laughs> everywhere, <I know>. but. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, so don't try to hunt me down. But I do think that you are starting to make some progressions in... I know what you were trying to say. What's pushing you? Yeah. Chad, what about you? What drives you? The freedom to be able to change and do what I'm doing without any oversight. Mm. So if we think about this, when we initially started up the podcast, it's not when I started collecting again, but we were really heavy into grading cards and flipping them. Mm -hmm. I've since learned that flipping is just not my jam. Mm -mm. I did well. We all made a lot of money off that, but that's not my jam. Right. Yeah, we did that for about a year. I mean, yeah, that was was a a good amount of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of flipped over to piecing active players. Mm -hmm. Worked out really well with Donovan Mitchell. Went horribly with Drew Locke. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um, you got a sick jersey out of it, though. I do have a sick jersey. <laughs> and that's all it took to get him traded. Uh, Jerry Judy built up a little bit. Yeah. But I've come to some realizations with these active players. That either, one, they don't pan out. Mm-hmm. Or two, they get traded. And then it leaves you in a state of conflict and not really knowing what to do. Yeah, so then I pivot again, and now I'm starting to think of, okay, what else could I do about this? And there aren't many hobbies where you can have so many different directions to go. Um and still be able to enjoy it at the same time. So I think that's what yeah. keeps me going is the ability for change. I think that's a great answer. Um, I For me, it's projects, um, PC players, or um, the occasional love of ripping wax. I still get yeah. uh, hot for. And, uh, and then this show connects us. Uh, this show forces us week after week to examine new things in the hobby, Take a look, form an opinion, share that opinion. And and I think that talking about cards in so many different respects and ways helps me enjoy my card collection even more. Yeah. That, and want to keep going and building it. That's mm-hmm. deep. Yeah. We are we're that that's and the first time we've ever been called that. And we're done. <laughs> <laughs> um the I also want to or excuse me, uh Tim, you also noted that Steve had a suggestion for finding a never-ending project. What were your guys' thoughts about that? Man, yeah, I mean, his his never-ending project is to collect players from Massachusetts. I mean, like, good grief, can you get <laughs> more focused yet not focused at all, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, well, at least he didn't pull a Homer thing. It's like all New England players, right? Like, whatever <laughs> that means. Right. <laughs> yeah. What about you? No, yeah. that I don't, I, I have, I don't have that. No. <laughs> I just had a stroke, but I have not had that. No, I don't I mean, 
I think eventually I'll come around to that with one of my areas of interest in the hobby. But as of right now, I just, I don't have that. It takes some commitment, right? It's kind of weird. Like it, you're committing, but then you're leaving it very open-ended. Well, I think yeah. you have to have extreme knowledge of all areas of the hobby to be content enough to stick with one and not pivot. Hmm. Yeah. But that's not his only thing that he collects, you know? Like, I mean, he's got a couple, right? You yeah. Know? yeah. He's saying yeah, he's, he's a, you know, J. Crowder super collector at this point, right? And then, right. Uh, or NTRPA hoarder specifically, mm-hmm. and gold prisms. But, um, yeah, I mean, so he's got that, you know? And then, in the other hand, he's got his, you know, other other projects, like Massachusetts players. That's true. So I guess as far as I could get on that. It's is not exclusive. The tier system that we talked about a month or two ago works for me mm-hmm. with different players, but not necessarily in like a never ending uh. or ongoing project. Um, I don't know that that's an mm. interesting thing. I, I think at some point in time to me, I it re- foolish. No, I, to me, it, it reminds me of my berry project um, where I'm trying just to collect every base card berry. I'll never come close to finishing this thing. Mm. And it's ironic that I took on a project like this because I do, I don't want to say struggle because I've actually used it to my strength a bit. I have uh, obsessive compulsive disorder um, to a decent degree. And so not completing sets bothers me. Yeah. Uh, so it's a unique mm. uh, project, but I've just accepted at the beginning, you are not getting close to all these cards. And that's okay. And, and that's okay because they're still going to steadily come in yeah. and you'll build it and get to see how they, how your collection continues and someday it'll be something cool to hand off to someone who's a sports card therapist now oh, boom yeah that that was deep again Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want me to tell you something that's gonna drive you nuts though yeah so even a player like babe ruth is still putting out base cards that's right no that's but it's also <laughs> baseball bro you could also use that i'm using that to say yeah, like yeah. hey and go find some cheap berries and and just putter along it's yeah. a puttering project yeah oh, that'll keep you going for years yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> so for Panini's, they also covered, uh, Steve and Hugo covered Panini's swan song. What uh, surprises do we think Panini might have left before they bow out? Who knows, man? They've been really making a push at WWE, and I don't want to turn this into a WWE no. show. I think there's enough of that. However, they have gone really hard with WWE recently, and I could see that continuing into the future with Revolution and then Prism and Select, and all of those products mm-hmm. have legends, they have autos, they have rare and hard to find parallels. Yeah. Everything that the hobby currently desires is there. Right. Mm. I agree with you. And I'll get on that in just a sec. Timmy, what'd you think? Mm. Yeah. I'll let you guys talk about the wrestling, but um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of terrifying knowing that uh, Panini has the potential to, like Steve said, just basically pull stuff out of their closet. Yeah. (laughs) No, (laughs) like their junk drawers and their junk bins. I mean, like we might see, you know, like, forget like artist Gilmore and like, you know, the already kind of like, you know, historical relics. I mean, yeah. who knows what they're going to pull out. Right. I mean, uh, Jay Crowder, what was he saying? Like a uh, warm up shorts or something. Oh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, like, yeah, I mean, I would love to take a peek inside that, but um, as far as products, I really hope they don't put out any new products. I mean, like what would be the point? Right. They, they did w- it with flux. They I will know. this That's, year. Thank you. I was yeah, just going to ask right. the name of that. And you guys have hit on every prediction I have. And I think you're dead on. I don't think, I think we continue to see a decline into the big three sports as far as quality, the patches that go in, sticker yeah. autos. Uh, I think we will see new quote unquote products like Flux that they may have been in research and development, but they didn't intend to release. And uh-huh. now they're saying, let her go. Just let her rip. 
Yeah. Um, I picked up a box. I can't even remember what it was. The a new basketball box that had some autos and a patch hmm. uh, for my birthday. I haven't opened it. Um, but was that I, photogenics or something? Uh, I'll have to no? double check when I get home. No, it was not photogenics. But I guarantee it's another one of these products no one's ever heard of. I'm going to be miserable <laughs> when I open it. It's going to be terrible. Uh-huh. And you won't um, tell us about it, so we can't Those boxes look good on the shelf, though, don't they? They, they do. I haven't touched any of them. Not a single God, I used to love having those. Wow. I wish we had the podcast back when we were doing that. <sighs> yeah. That. We had some fun times. Well, we could build it up again over time and maybe do it one of these shows. But uh, it'd be hard. It would be it much would harder. Be. Yeah. Um, and I do have my hot take prediction is WWE is coming out in every Prism product. Every single one they are going to release a WWE. Mark my words. Oh. How many products do you think they're going to extend the WWE everything. to? Everything. Uh, like, everything. Because what Chad pointed out, you can get vets. You have a built-in market. People are going to buy these things. It's the first time they're uh, seeing it in, in um, a Panini format. In many respects, I think that they know how to do it. They know how to sucker the wrestling fans oh, in. They should a, oh, they should keep it at four. Four. I know right now it's at three. Yeah. I like Revolution because of the cost. Yeah. I like Prism as being high end. Maybe they dabble in something else. Even Select higher. and one more for the big four pay per views, and then yes, they're not going to let go. But of also, flawless. maybe you get something like Donruss. Or something where you get a few more packs per box. Something mm-hmm. where you can open up more. Yeah. Why not just leave it at four? Why not? not flood the market that would be amazing right like just have your wheelhouse you get something you can look forward to Mm -hmm. line them up with the major events yeah but that would require too much common sense exactly too much sense for panini (laughs) then like patches and relics right there's not that much uh like you know match worn stuff right i mean they don't it's not like they have 162 games in a season or something it's not like they're wearing a whole lot either no exactly yeah (laughs) (laughs) just only a couple straps and uh you know a little bit on the shorts (laughs) um now one thing about steven hugo's show i i was surprised by a little bit pleasantly that hugo is in my camp uh, and I think probably all our camps of being anti-game player worn it has to be game used. Yeah. Uh, yep. And what do you think? He part brought out a good point that a lot of collectors are not checking the backs of these cards, oh, and no. you're seeing a lot of player used in some high end cards. Yeah, I really like their point about um, you know kind of meshes with that one as far as um, you know like the the consumer has to be educated enough to know the difference on some of those things, right? Um, like specifically flawless, um, you know, being game used, right? Like why don't those patches sell for more than an NT RPA that is no longer game used or game worn, right? And, and I think it's that people just don't take the time to check. Frankly, uh, it's not that important. And I would say the individuals that tend not to check are not true collectors. Hmm. They're viewing the hobby as an alternative investment. And I'll talk about it in a minute. I think that that's scary. Or they're new. Or and new. so people who are yeah. new and don't know, check the back of the card. It'll say in very small writing where where the card or where the piece of jersey came from whether it was player yeah. worn or game worn is what i'm trying to say right. i have to thank the breakers for putting me on that right because when i was still getting back into things um i remember distinctly you know like a lot of breakers would flip the card over um when it was a nice uh, mm. you know patch or relic and be like oh yeah okay this one was game used or game worn and i was like oh shoot this is only player worn or you know and then the whole like dreaded this uh <laughs> this patch or relic is no longer associated with any game <laughs> player which, or events <laughs> which really is a big deal and again if you're new to this and you think it doesn't matter just pause for a second and think about that. Yeah. You're either getting a jersey off the rack from Fanatics. Yeah. Or you're getting something that was actually used in a game. Now, some people don't care about this. I mean, Nick could not care less about that logo, man. Yeah. 
But that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's potentially a piece of history yeah. to own. And really, these things that are game-worn should hold much more value. And perhaps sure. in the future, when people catch on to this, maybe that's one of the places that you'll see a shift in the market. Yeah, and I if, hope so. If you are new to this, and we just blew your mind about the back of the cards. <laughs> I hope not, but yeah. Search for basketball cards in particular in the early 2000s. Whoa. Some of those will actually yeah. give you the date of Which when the so players were. Or like how some people uh, tie or like try to look at the patch that they have and try to see which game like they could try to like piece that back yeah. to. Because, yeah. you know, with all the alternate jerseys and certain uniforms, like there's only certain games that they've worn. You people know. have fun with that, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. One last question for y'all uh, on Stephen Hugo's show. Steve mentioned that he did not see cards as an alternative uh, to mm. an alternative asset. <clears throat> um, what are your thoughts on that? Wow. I mean, I think it's false, right? Um, but, I mean, that's a valid opinion still. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, as far as hobby purists go, like, that'd be nice if that wasn't the case. But then, you know, it's the chicken or the egg thing, right? Like, if you don't have that driving card values, does the hobby still exist? Yeah. What do you think, Chad? What type of answer do you want? <laughs> <laughs> a good one. A funny one. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you collect Jay Crowder. Um no, it is mindset though, right? I mean, that type of mindset would make me think that, hey, this is something that he really wants to hold on to, collect, and not get rid of, yeah. which is probably something that at certain times in your collecting career, you would very much relate to. Absolutely. And I've been there and dabble in that a little bit as well. I do see him as assets because, Ricky, you've kind of pointed this out about me. Even though I say that there are cards that I will never sell, I think that there's always a point mm -hmm. where I see something else that really catches my eye. Yeah. And I wouldn't necessarily have the disposable income to just go buy it. Right. right. So I do see some of these things as potential assets yeah. to acquire something else. Yeah. I think nowadays you almost have to, right? Um, <laughs> a funny thing I saw today was, uh, you know, so Kellen Mond got cut, right? Mm. And so like everybody and their mom was trying to squeak out value from him, right? Because oh. he was like under the radar asset, kind of like Davis Miles had already kind of flew the coop a little bit too, right? Even though he's like a nobody right now still. Um, so like everybody just took it to the shorts today, <laughs> right? So, uh, there's a danger to being just a alternative asset, right? I mean, yeah. like what was the fun in trying to hoard Kellen Mond and not actually collect him, right? Right. Like, you know, nobody knew who he was. So. Right. No. And, and, and I, I don't agree with Steve either. I, th I think that it is an alternative asset, but I do think he's right. And it's probably not a viable alternative investment market for most people. Hmm. Um, I think that there's too much fluctuation, too much or volatility um, in this type of market. That's I, true. Yeah. And I still firmly believe, as I just mentioned in, a minute ago, that this market's being propped up by a number of investors hoping to get rich and who will walk away when, when it doesn't happen or if they get bored, frankly, with the form yeah. of, format of currency that they're using. Um, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think we as hobby true hobby fans should hope for that day, frankly, because I think it'll make pricing a little more realistic. Yeah. Uh, I still think cards will hold value and you'll be able to sell good cards uh, for the rest of our lifetime. I think that they've made the change. Yeah, I mean, but, they stood a certain century's worth of test, right? Yeah. So almost. But, um, but oh, no. I just bumped the microphone. How rookie is that? Do you guys all hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said, how Ricky is that? <laughs> so, how Ricky is that would be Ricky, you, you are not Ricky. That, that was definitely a Chad Ricky mistake. My goodness. Well, Chad, to make up for it, we're going to have you give us a little bit of advice here in just a second. But mm. I just, in closing, want to really thank Stephen Hugo again. Mm -hmm. That was a huge help to our show. They did a wonderful job knocking it out of the park. They were entertaining, engaging, informative. 
Well done, boys. And we're getting good feedback on that episode, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So thank you. All right, guys. Do you guys like listening to three dudes talk about cards? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want photos of these sweet, sweet cards that these guys buy? Ooh. Do you want to see Ricky crush dreams? On a short blog. <laughs> well, PTTFpodcast.com is the website for you. Each week, we compile a short blog to accompany the show. Photos, behind-the-scenes access, and stories to enhance your experience of listening to us. You can also listen to the latest show or use our search function to quickly find your favorite Pack to the Future podcast moment. Hmm. I was pretty nervous about being able to rattle that off all in one. I'm impressed. Yeah, thank you. you did well. Yeah. Oh, there's still more. That not enough? <laughs> We have an entire section for your feedback. Oh. You can review the podcast, you can what? rate us, and you can even leave a voicemail that might be featured on the air. Yes. All in one stop shopping. But for all of you eBay users out there, I want to ask for your help. Before you do any of your eBay buying or bidding, please go to our website, click on the eBay affiliate link on the right side of the page, shop as usual at no charge to you, mm-hmm. and the show makes a small commission in the process. After you get that card, show off your pickup on Instagram, and we'll promote you on the show as well. Nice. I like that. We have podcasts. We have sponsor discounts. We have voicemails, blogs, affiliate links, all with one click of the button. Go visit our website, pttfpodcast.com. All right, guys. Well, welcome back to the show. As Chad mentioned, you can find us at uh, packtothefuturepodcast.com, or excuse me, pttfpodcast.com. But you can also follow us on our Instagram account at Pack to the Future Podcast. We love to engage with our listeners. Give us a follow. Reach out to us. Say hello. Comment on uh, Chad's terrible card purchases and sales. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we really do love hearing from you. So come reach out, say hello, and let us know uh, who you are and, and a little bit about you so we can get to know you. You guys should post your cards on our show account. I will. I will. I'm just, you know, man. I know. Where do you draw the line, though? You know, it's like you've got, not that it's a bad thing, right? Because people love showing off their collection, but you've got, like, on one end, kind of the card over posters, right? Like, you don't need to post every single base card that you have. Right. But then on the flip side of it, you know, like. I guess I should change the way I say that. Yeah. Is I don't want you guys to feel that that is a place for me to only show off my cards. I appreciate that, Tim. I appreciate that, Chad. And, Tim, next time you have the Tom Brady worth, uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, <laughs> please post it on our Instagram. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> For this next segment, we are going to talk about the football seasons here. We're talking Madden 99 Club. Man, yeah. Uh, Should I have picked up a copy of that? I mean, who plays I'm going Madden to. anymore? I do. You well, do? first of all, no one picks up a copy of a video. Yeah, oh, you right. You download it. it now. No, I mean, no. I mean, come on. Won't anybody think of the big box retailers and their display cases that are secured? People will think a bit of you when you walk into into Walmart and say, can I buy a hard copy? It's like seeing the people that go to the red box stops. You just feel bad for them. You're like, oh, there's someone who doesn't have internet. (laughs) I have to go to the red box. (laughs) That's what people will think of you, Tim. (laughs) It's true. Tell me, I challenge anyone listening to tell me you don't think that exact (laughs) sentence when you see them at the grocery store. Oh, maybe I can buy them a Wi-Fi box. Like, I literally think about it. Going and tapping on the, sir, can I make your life better and buy you some Wi-Fi? 
<laughs> Social determinants of card collecting are real. <laughs> they are real. So, 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 Timmy, why don't you take this away? This is what happens when we podcast on a Tuesday night after we've all worked. Yes. We yes. apologize to everyone. Yes. <laughs> Timmy, why don't you uh, lead us here? Oh, wow. Well, all right. Well, um, don't mind me while I drive off to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to hail a cab outside yeah. on the way yeah. to yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I know what the lift is, at least. <laughs> yeah, hey, so you're maybe not. Baby uh, steps. Yeah. Uh, well, um, all right, where were we? 99 Club and Madden. Yeah. Of note, right? Mm-hmm. Are you sure they're... Well, what is the Madden know. 99 Club? Yeah, so out of all of the, you know, like player attributes and traits, um, you know, they're 99 uh, point scale for player rating. 99 uh-huh. is the max that you can get, which generally means that they are the by far and away, like, uh, hands down best at their position. So each year the video game will rank each player in their attributes 1 to 99 mm-hmm. and give them an overall score. And the players that receive an overall score of 99 in the game, three or four players a year, yeah. are part of the Madden 99 club. Right, basically a cheat code. And yeah. this is a huge deal. Like players have been, ESPN has featured this. You, pro, Many of you have seen this, no doubt. They will like confront these Madden uh, engineers on the practice field when they're there trying to do research no for the kidding. game and say, yeah, why didn't I get a 99? Why am I a 72? Like they get angry about yeah. it. No, they pay attention to them, right? It's very yeah. much so. So it's a big, big deal, both in the gamer world. It's a big deal to the athletes themselves. Yeah. And frankly, I think it's a big, uh, a relatively big deal to those of us that are true hardcore NFL fans. We at least know what it is and, and, how meaningful it is to the players. Yeah, I mean, because, like, you know, I guess, what, uh, being OP or overpowered uh, is kind of what these players are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, so this year, the 99 Club includes Aaron Donald, okay, Devontae Adams, Miles Garrett, and Trent Williams. Hmm. Interesting, right? Because yeah. Devontae Adams wouldn't have necessarily been the first wide receiver I would have thought about from last year, right? What happened to Mr. Cooper Cup? Yeah. That's he a was point. a cheat code in real life. I he mean. was. He was. No, and you know what's funny enough? You asked Tim if we ever play Madden. I actually had played Madden with Cooper Cup and thought, boy, this receiver sure is good. Uh-huh. Granted, I was playing it on the rookie level setting, so anything I threw was an automatic <laughs> touchdown. Yeah. But then, like, in real life, he became he's, a real stud. Yeah, basically, <laughs> like, right? Driven yeah. by you. Did I make uh-huh. that happen? You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last action hero style, right? <laughs> Whatever that movie was. Um, But yeah, no, I thought this uh, list was pretty interesting because it's only four players. And I think looking back on 2022 and 2021, also only four players. Now, the interesting, do you mind if I uh, take over for a second? The interesting thing you had found, Timmy, is particularly with Aaron Donald, Mm -hmm. uh, there are about four players per year, as we mentioned, that make the the club. Mm -hmm. Uh, At least that's the case for the last three years. Um, and Aaron Donald has been the only constant all three of those years. Now, with every other year, I want to say no player even appeared twice in the last three years or four years. Nope. Yep. But I think it's all Aaron Donald. Yeah. So Not even Mahomes. What's interesting to me is what – do you have any info on data regarding Aaron Donald's uh, card values? Man. Well, I mean, I think the – the thought there was, you know, like, I mean, it takes some talent to three-peat on this list. Um, I mean, he's the one constant. I mean, that that's no small feat, especially in the NFL. I mean, your careers are short. Your uh, your peaks are, you know, even briefer. 
Yeah. But um, I mean, I think that actually works in the favor of defensive players, right? Like they generally have longer and better careers than, you know, your average three to five year offensive player. And so like, in a way, I guess it makes sense. Right. What doesn't quite make sense was, uh, you know, just thinking back on the last couple of years, I don't remember one person saying, hey, I collect Aaron Donald. No, no. Like not even the Rams fans. Uh-uh. Well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's debatable if they're <laughs> true fans yeah, out true. there or not. But um, in the hobby, I thought just, yeah, I thought that was weird. Um, I, I agree with you. And I don't understand this at all. Um, names that came to mind, Reggie White, Bruce Smith, Deion Sanders, Ray Lewis. I think these yeah. guys should command way more Lawrence Taylor, than they right? do. Lawrence yeah. Taylor. I mean, geez, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. And so, you know, Aaron Donald, his 2014 uh, was his uh, rookie year. And um, his Topps Chrome rookie auto, for example, like searched for that. And uh, PSA 10 happened to pop up at... Just eight hundred and twenty dollars. Wow, that yeah. that's wild. It is. I mean, he should at least be a four-figure, you know, like card. Just off the top of my head, I mean, if somebody asked me, you know, what his uh, nice card should be worth, I mean, that that seems about right. Especially for the low pops that are from way back then. I mean, people weren't really grading a ton of cards. I mean, I don't know the exact pop count on that, but uh, it's got to be low. Um, and then even his contenders, uh, a PSA nine auto was three hundred and five dollars. Um, you compare that to a Derek Carr silver PSA 10 at $300 and you know, that's wow, just seems cheap. Wow. It does. <laughs> it does. What do you think about this, Chad? What do you think of this well, phenomenon? It's hard to know what to make of it, right? We were talking a little bit about value in pre-show and while Eric Donald still seems low mm-hmm. compared to other people in his draft class, he's actually high. Yeah, I, that think was that, I think overall what we see and the point that we should make before we talk about values is that there are quarterbacks and then there is everybody else. Even if you get these potential, I mean, Aaron Donald is going to be a Hall of Famer. The other people we talked about are, are Hall of Famers. Right. You can get these Hall of Fame defensive players, but they're still not going to sniff the value of what quarterbacks do. Mm-hmm. And perhaps in the future, there's room for change in that. I hope so. Mm-hmm. That's got it correct, right? I but, would think so. Now, it, defensive players are difficult. Because they don't see the ball, and you can get people who can have such a drastic impact on the game, but never get the stats. Right. Never take, be on uh, Sports Center. Never. Right. Yeah. Like a, a left 10. tackle, right? How do you feature a left tackle? Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. even think about Holoti, Nata, that we've yeah. mentioned before. Um, went to high school with us, played. I don't know if he's going to be an NFL guy, but he was an all pro guy. Mm-hmm. Rarely made tackles, rarely made sacks, but he commanded a double team every single time he played, mm-hmm. and he helped make Ray Lewis great. Yeah. Mm. Now, his prices are dirt cheap. Yes. And they probably always will be just because he never gets the notoriety. And that's kind of where a lot of these defensive players are. Mm. But with that being said, Aaron Donald was the number one. uh, He was the best player in his first round draft class. His draft class included Clowney, Bortles, Odell Beckham, and Mike Evans. Okay. But still, even with that, Donald has the highest prices, which I still, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I thought to yeah. prove the point on this, I was going to show how low the defensive player is compared to the position players. That's where I wanted to go with but it. But I almost think that this shows how undervalued the position players are. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> because when you look at Mike Evans for that same 2014 Topps Chrome Rookie Auto, a PSA 10, 300 bucks. Wow. Compared to Donald at 800 and then you get Odell Beckham, the same card, 2014 tops, Chrome, Rookie, Auto, PSA, 10, 150 bucks. Jeez, yeah. So I don't really know what to think about these values. They aren't making logical sense other than the fact that quarterbacks are so much higher than everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I mean, like, uh, and we all play fantasy football. Like, these names are out there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. there's 
millions of people that are aware of these players. Well, I, I view this as a real opportunity for football fans. Uh, now's the time to go get all these players for dirt cheap. If you want to collect anyone outside of a quarterback, now is the time to get them. Yeah, especially <laughs> with the market correction right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think go have fun. Yeah. Right. It's, it's <laughs> our number one sport as a country. Might as well take advantage of it and dive in. Uh, everyone's focused on basketball. Say, screw those guys. Yeah. I'm going to be over here. It's actually been one of my bigger PCs over the past year was defensive player Von Miller. Oh, yeah. yeah and some of his cards, kick. I went back into eBay, which, by the way, still that one-of-one one mosaic that Jess said she was going to send over. I have not seen oh, that. I know. I'd be happy to make a trade, Jess. Uh-huh. But anyway, with my Von Miller pickups, a lot of these cards pretty darn affordable. Mosaic yeah. Super Bowl MVP Black, $300. Wow, wow. His rookie prime signatures, one of one, $600. Wow. Wait, for his rookie, one of one? Rookie, one of one. Oh, that wow. doesn't sound right. Yeah. I, it was listed poorly yeah. on eBay. <laughs> 2013 select gold, $245. And then the Kaboom gold, numbered uh-huh. one out of 10, 750 bucks. Wow. I mean, the gold, wow. Those cards are still quite a bit of money, but nowhere near high end of what things could be. And if this was a quarterback, Pop in Patrick Mahomes and oh, find out what that's at, at a zero, yeah. right? <laughs> so it could still be a lot of fun collecting some of these defensive players um, without the high cost. I agree. I, I I went through and I started thinking about all the defensive players I collected. There really aren't any. Um, oh, but, like, I mean, you can rattle off some defensive all stud, like yeah. all-star studs, right? Well, I have my Chris Spielman collection, which consists of one card I've received from Tim so far. Oh, yeah, Chris Spielman. But it's a sick, flawless card. And I really do love Spielman, so thank you. That was a random one. I forgot about that one. I got a Joey <laughs> Bosa rookie auto pen pal. And I remember I thought I was going to be oh, rich. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I sold that for about 10 bucks. And then oh. I don't really have any other defensive players that... You got to fix that. Bud. I do. I do. This actually brought to my attention that I'm not looking at a whole array of players, potential Lion players, frankly. Would you collect Sue? Yeah, I would. Yeah. In a Lions jersey, I would. He okay. was a part of our team. I, I'm. Yeah, yeah. Chad and I haven't really talked about this, and we should have probably a few weeks ago when you were talking about Donovan Mitchell and whether you'll stay with him. My approach to Tigers and Lions players is I collect them on my team. Yeah. So if they're. They have cards on the team. I'll get them every time. Hmm. Um, I haven't made the transition to be able to get them in the new team. Like, I don't collect yeah. Stafford in the Rams. Although, I think he looks good in the Rams uniform. Don't get me wrong. I just, it just isn't it yeah. for me. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. So, so, if you were to pick a defensive position, let's say, mm-hmm. what position would you go after? Linebacker. No hesitation. I think so, too. That was exactly yep. what I was going to say. Yep. I think linebacker can be the most impactful. Mm-hmm. When I'm playing as a player on Madden, I always choose linebacker. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, and they can bring the most excitement to defense, right? I mean, yeah. they can have the big blow-up play in the backfield. They can have strip sack. Yep. They, they can really change a game. Yeah. Mike Singletary was a cheat code on Tech Mobile. Yeah. So, oh, mean. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, and I guess it depends for me on whoever the lines have that's decent. Because <laughs> uh, I'll be honest, Jeff Akuda before he got injured, I was kind of getting into the idea of collecting him. In Mosaic, there were some rare parallels that were relatively cheap. And I thought, this could be, he could be a stud. It's um, too bad that we weren't friends around the time. Who was the Lions cornerback who got traded to the Broncos? Was it Dre Bly? Yes. Oh, Is that yeah. who I'm thinking mm-hmm. of? He was God, good. That, that would have been such a fun rivalry. That would have been. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, cornerbacks would be second up on my list. But I think linebackers, I think long-term, there's potential to see some value there. But yeah. even without value aside, yeah. or even with value aside, you can go get these guys for cheap. Yeah. And they are a lot of fun to collect. 
Um, I would certainly recommend the vets. I mean, you get mm-hmm. one injury and destroy. Oh, yeah, a lot no. of these vets you can get for pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They stand the test of time. So oh. I brought these two out. Oh. So speaking of linebackers. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Brian Erlacher and uh, Singletary from 2015 Flawless. Matchy, oh, matchy cards. They match perfectly, just like my Zach Mosses used to match. <laughs> Both game used, you know, and so uh, wow. just good looking cards. They're right? beautiful cards. And they're, uh, yeah, they're so cheap. I mean, I think both of those were under 100 bucks. What? This is a jersey number match. Mm-hmm. Mike Singletary number 50, you got 0, 05 out of 15. Yeah, that's Ooh. pushing it that's a little bit. That's eBay one of one. <laughs> <laughs> Now you got to put that. That's eBay two of one. Uh, these are really yeah. cool. Are you going to get these out like for Bears games this year, and just like set them by your TV? You should. Yeah, next to my Jay Cutler. Have fun with it. You know what? Fields is going to be impressive this year. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. Did Mark you see Martin his works. last game? He went eleven for eleven from the pocket, three touchdowns, scored on all three drives. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> You're the, the Bears the, fan the, here. The over under on like what? Like Bears scoring. 10 points or more in a game this season is probably going to be, what, like four? I'll take the over. <laughs> I'm here for all of I'll it. give you odds. I'm here for all the, all the trash Tim wants to do on the Bears. Because right, you know right. what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen next Thursday for the next 17 weeks? This jackass is going to text me every week reminding me how bad the Lions are. He does do a good job. At he that. won't look at the Bears. They don't even exist to him once week one hits. <laughs> <laughs> Exist to make your life miserable, yeah, Ricky. That's right. Yeah. Tell us who your favorite defensive players are to collect. Um, yeah. Maybe yeah. post a few photos on Instagram. Tag us back to the future podcast. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Let's do that for this week. Football is going to be starting. Absolutely. Yeah. Post, post your favorite defensive players. Let's let's get it going. What's point about what do we want to call Madden. the hashtag? Uh, Madden ninety nine. Madden ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with it. All right. Sounds good. There's no monsters of the midway. PT- no, like <laughs> PTTF ninety nine. Yes. PTTF 99. There you go. Nobody will. Speaking of 99, I did note in my notes that Hugo uh, only has two game used jersey cards and they're JJ Watt. That's another defensive player that. Dude, what? Right? How can you collect Trout and not Watt? I know. (laughs) Like, Watt has been on my list of 2012 Prism. There's a PSA 10 that's been as a buy it now on eBay for a while for $750, which I think is overpriced, but Watt has definitely been on my short list of next people to buy. Oh, wow. I mean, he's just like a household name, you know? Yep. He is. All right. Well, Timmy, if you have a little advice for us, get it ready. And uh, when we come back, we're going to dive into vault services are becoming a real popular topic for collectors in the hobby. So we're going to break down a couple different vault services and uh, talk about whether that's a service we would ever use. PTTF 99. Yes. Mm. Timmy, what's that advice? Uh, Yeah. Trade night coming up on the right, Ricky? Except we're not given the date. Oh, damn it. <laughs> and Ricky has two bleeps back to back. Good job, Tim. <laughs> Listening. Wow. <laughs> Listening. Wow. No more than 10 seconds apart. Just <laughs> bam, bam. <laughs> that's all right. Not a big deal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ricky. That's all right. But get at us. No, that's why you hate me. So No, no. Get at us. Get at us on our Instagram at Pack to the Future Podcast via our email at Pack to the Future Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know if you are interested in trade night mm-hmm. at our local card shop here in Salt Lake City, Utah. You can fly in. You can travel in. Mm-hmm. You just got to let us know ahead of time if you want the details of when that's going down free of charge. Reach out to Ooh. us. Join us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're flying into town, mm-hmm. what better way to carry all your cards <sighs> than a Zion cases slab case to go? You know how amazing it'd be to see a parade of slab cases to go walking yeah. through that door? 
Why don't we have a PTTF sticker yet? Just slap on one of those cases. We should. Mm. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> slap case to go. Um, $84.99, baby. So you can uh, hold in this svelte 16 inch by 4 inch by 7 inch case uh, 35 BGS slabs or PSA uh, slabs. You can fit up to 50 of them. Ooh. You can also squeak in some mags and top loaders into that little thing. I love having my mags in mine. They they fit just perfectly yeah, snug. They do. They're snug. Yeah, it's a perfect size for them. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, it just uh, looks good. Doesn't have to just be graded cards, especially if you're a slab cracker. <laughs> um, but there's also the two row if you're looking for a slightly more compact uh, square shaped case. Uh, also $84.99 and also Snugly carries 30 to 50 cards depending on what you put in it. Mm. So if either of those piques your interest, head over to zioncases.com. Use the promo code PEC for 10% off your entire order. All right, Timmy. Thank you very much. Uh, remember to also check out our website, pttfpodcast.com. That's pttfpodcast.com. We will post, uh, we do blog posts uh, in conjunction with each show we do each week now. So you can see all the cards we're talking about, uh, read the news articles, Find out how much Tim lost his Tom Brady number to five for. <laughs> oh, God. Just doubling down on Just that Just unnecessarily yeah. mean. I'll find other things for you to beat this episode. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, all right. So with these vault services, vault services are becoming a really big deal in the hobby lately. Um, we're going to mm. look at two different companies that offer this service currently, Alt Vault and eBay's vault service. Uh, and, and break them down a little bit. Timmy, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about the Alt Vault, what it is. Man, yeah. So head over to alt.xyz if you want to transform investing by unlocking the value of alternative assets. I'm already nervous. Hmm. It's not a dot .com. <laughs> nope. If dot .net makes you nervous. Dot .xyz. I'd... Check Woo! your zipper, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's a pretty cool thing in the Web3 age, Ricky. Oh, oh am, am I dating myself? Yeah, <laughs> dot WTF, <laughs> dot XYZ. I don't even know what he is saying, Ricky. Yeah. So I, it's I'm not kidding. good. Nope. Yeah, get with the program, Ricky. Catch up here. Uh, but yeah, Alt Vault. Um, I reached out on Facebook asking if anybody had any experience with these, but I'm going to be a little judgy here. But those that view alternative assets or cards as alternative assets are quite snooty about what they use and what they do in the hobby. So take that. So take that. (laughs) Yeah. No, but if you do have valuable cards that you do view as alternative assets, look towards Alt Vault because apparently uh, they launched back in March of 2021 to the Mm -hmm. tune of just $75 million in their Series B funding. Okay. Uh, carried them through to November of last year. And since then, they've kind of made their little niche in the market for storing valuable assets in their storage vault in Delaware. So with Alt Vault, you take your most valuable cards or cards that you view as alternative assets and you ship them off to Alt Vault for storage in their facility, correct? Exactly. So you have to ship them securely or drive them over or walk them in to their secure vault in Delaware. Where they have security guards and 24-hour surveillance. They advertise a fire-safe and temp-controlled vault. Mm. Sounds cozy. Yeah, (laughs) sounds straight out of the movies. Yeah, it does. (laughs) 
But uh, that's not all they offer. Um, so I think learning about it, they actually do um, auctions where oh. you have no fees and no taxes if you're the buyer. What? That sounds sexy. What? Yeah. Hey, and what's that X, Y, Z? Exactly. <laughs> no, but they also do uh, auctions and fixed price listings. That sounds familiar, like uh, a potential competitor out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually surprised people don't use that a little bit more because, um, you know, I mean, we know about PWCC vaults um, and, uh, you know, alt vault kind of, mm, yeah, I mean, they kind of uh, cater their whole thing uh, towards that kind of model where um, if you buy um, or win an auction, um, mm-hmm. you basically can just keep that card in their vault. It doesn't transfer hands or uh, go anywhere or risk getting shipped anywhere, um, but the ownership transfers to you instantly. Wow. I mean, it's interesting. Mm -hmm. So what was the feedback that you received from anyone who used Vault? Zero. No one uses it. (laughs) I I just read about it, but then nobody wants to talk to me about it. Uh And we know that people use this, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a large number of cards that they store there, and it it does sound nice. There's different things that they can do to borrow against the card. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I was wondering, like, how do they offer no fees and no taxes, right? Um, Right. But uh, um, I saw no ads on their website uh, except for their own loans where they (laughs) – I joked in our Instagram chat that uh, – Fellow competitor only offered me 40% of the card value um, for (laughs) um, a nefarious practice. But um, yeah, so Alt also offers um, uh, their customers the opportunity to borrow up to 40% of their portfolio value uh, for one year at 9% interest with a 1% origination fee. Mm. I don't know. Does that sound reasonable? Sound high? Dude, that sounds far more involved in anything I would ever do with a card. Uh, but, you know, 40%, I mean, that. I mean, does that hedge enough against the volatility of the market? And, you know, uh, are you going to take it in the shorts if you don't? Mm, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it's intriguing it's, for, it's a for little, some. It's a little intriguing, maybe a little predatory. I think uh, loans in the hobby should be outlawed. If uh, you cannot uh, afford cards, dude. <laughs> you should not be taking loans. Well, and I think that's part of where my reaction comes from, yeah, right? That's a dangerous game. It's very dangerous and on both sides, I think. For those that don't know, we live in Utah, and Utah has some of the most predatory dude. laws when it comes to these shark loaners. Oh, the payday loans that you uh, see? They like are everywhere here in Utah. 700% yeah. APR or some crap. Right. right, they're not in most states. Yeah. You, they can thrive here, and I, dis- I despise them. So whenever so I hear about bad. these loans, that's all I can think about. Uh, yeah, are these shark loaners? Nine well, percent is nothing compared to six hundred and ninety-eight point nine nine percent. No, true, true. <laughs> that that does seem reasonable. I, so I Tim has heard. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tim, tell me about this service that they offer with delivery. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So we're going to joke about this a little bit, I think. But um, if you don't like the idea of keeping your card in a obscure vault in Delaware, mm-hmm. um, you still can opt to have that delivered to your customer or as the customer in quote. Armed transport or private jet. That That's straight like, off their website. That sounds really expensive. It does sound expensive. It, is, it does not give details around that, but it does say that on their website. So needless to say, like, uh, yeah, I will not be using <laughs> those services because I can't think of a card that would uh, meet those qualifications, yeah. except for a certain Brady uh, yeah. that I don't own anymore. <laughs> uh. But um, I don't know. I mean, speaking of values, though, I mean, they also, um, the other big feature on their website to, you know, um, draw some attention to it. Some people might actually want to use it for portfolio tracking. 
You know, oh. it does actually um, allow you to track uh, what they call the alt value, um, as well as an instant pricer. You just a photo of your card or a slab, I'm assuming. Interesting. Um, where, yeah, it takes all the work out of it. Um, you know, we've talked about a competitor like uh, Card Ladder, for example, for tracking your portfolio and um, values or looking up card values. All you have to do is take a photo and they do the work for you. Mm. Mm. I mean, set up very much just like a market. Like mm-hmm. Like a stock or something exactly. that, that yeah. you can trade and yep. switch hands and sell. Yep. Um, very different from what we've done in the past, but a very interesting thought mm-hmm. um, and a good model for a market of people who are out there. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure, you know, I mean, my point of bringing uh, this to the to the podcast today was just so, you know, like people are aware of it, yeah. right? Because, you know, Absolutely. like prior to this, it's not, I mean, even if it's not something you would consider using directly, like you should be aware of it because it's out there. And yes. uh, they're really marketing themselves to be like, you know, kind of the, the leader in this uh, little market specifically. Yeah, no, and I do think it's a cool service. I think it's a cool idea to be able to sell cards instantly and have them secure, but also accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fee of 1.5%. Yeah. Um, Free storage. The Yeah, the service. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this service is for us. I wrote maybe Tim. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's for <laughs> investor bras who want to invest in the hype that is the hobby. <laughs> now, yeah. These notes are a little bit older, but <laughs> but wait, whose notes? I mean, they're still yours. They're mine. <laughs> but, uh, it's Ricky like how three, old are we talking? Ricky three weeks ago might be different than Ricky today. <laughs> but to my point, and I'm being a bit facetious there yeah. uh, with the investor bras. But I do think that we like cards to hold and look at in person. Yes. Uh, if you're a true fan of the hobby and keeping your cards where you can't access them on a daily basis, my question is, what are you doing? Well, I've also heard the other side of the argument with this. For people who don't want to necessarily move it or see it as an asset, they just want it in a safe location. Yeah. Right? yeah. They, they don't want a $200,000 or a million dollar card just sitting in yeah. the safe in the closet that someone comes steal. Oh, but there's a, you know, this thing called a security, uh, I mean, like a oh safety goodness, deposit, safe deposit box. box. Yeah, Good sure. Grief. Yeah, pull the uh, downside there. to that <laughs> is you don't necessarily get photos of it. You can't be able to see it, sure. right? You, you do get some of these extra features here, whether it's PWCC yeah. or Alter eBay, exactly. that you can yeah. be able to see it and have a little bit more fun with it than just hiding it out in a bank. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow. then let's, any other thoughts on Alt? No, I think that's about it, unless you guys like had any other questions or no, noticed I, anything else. Tim, I really want you to com- tell us about eBay's vault service so we can compare the two. But before we do, Chad, how's it going with you and eBay? Oh, God. <laughs> we don't have enough time. <laughs> oh, we you really time. want me to get fired up on this right now? Sure. If you want, or we can cover it next week. <laughs> are you ready? Are you are you ready to go night-night? Is it about bedtime? Do you yeah. need to? <laughs> the donut. Do you not need I think the more than anything, right I am emotionally drained from this process. Okay. Yeah. The Donovan Mitchell, the corner that we had, I think we previously butchered this thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I purchased Donovan Mitchell. Card was in great shape. Went through authenticity guarantee. They bent a corner. I didn't get any update. Mm-hmm. There has been an update. Oh. They were supposed to respond to me within 48 hours. They didn't. I submitted another appeal. They responded in 48 hours and told you they would respond in 48 (laughs) hours, and they didn't respond to that one. No, Uh that's correct. (laughs) So I reached out again to file another one, and then I got a phone call from eBay almost immediately after. It showed up as eBay on my phone. I was like, get out of here. Oh. And it was. It was someone from their authenticity guarantee team. And they said, Chad, we're really sorry. This case is a return was immediately closed, and the authenticity guarantee appeal got lost in that. Oh. And so the person said, you know what? I read what you wrote. 
please take some photos of the card still in the case. So it was good that we didn't take it out. Yeah. Take a picture of the original box, and then we'll compare that to the photos that were listed on the seller's account. Sounds very reasonable. Um, she said, hey, I'm going to send you this email with a link on there. Just respond directly to it, and then I'll get back to you quickly. So I upload the photos, and the hard part about that corner is getting a photo that shows yeah. the bent corner. Now, the initial photos that I had showed it. Yeah. I deleted those photos three weeks ago, just going through my phone, getting rid of crap when I was on a flight up to Boise. Just so you know, it's it saved in our deleted. text thread. Too, too late now. I know. Our text know. thread. How many texts? Yeah, there, good man? luck. Good luck. Yeah. But you can click over to the info tab, and it shows you all the media. Okay, so. great. Where the hell and were the, you two when I needed it? And also the recently okay, deleted To your point, album. Chad. To your point, Chad. <laughs> no, know, if sorry. you go into the photos, and it will show you all the photos, there are 10,000 photos, too. I bet. I bet. Probably most of them are for me, so I'm sorry. So I try and get a good photo of this corner. And I think and you I have your magnifying glasses and a loop. And uh. <laughs> I try to get a decent enough photo. And I send it over and I explain what happened. 48 hours later, I get this. Uh-oh. Email. Chad, update on eBay appeal. Hello, Chad. I hope your day is going good so far. How can my day go good? No. <laughs> I didn't write that. They wrote that to me. All right. Okay. I, I'm, pre- I'm impressed that I've seen you a couple times tonight. When you say a sentence you're not sure of, you whisper it to yourself and make sure it, it sounds right. <laughs> I like it. I write it out like spelling bee on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to call you regarding the 2021-2022 Court Kings Donovan Mitchell blank slate, and then they referenced the number. I reviewed the photos of the corner of the card on the left side. Honestly, it's hard to tell if that damage happened when oh. they put the card in the sleeve or if it was there when the authenticator yeah, received it. Out of here. I reviewed the original photos, and the seller never had a good angle of the left corner. And since this is a used card, I'm <laughs> going to keep reading. And we are not grading them, but making sure they match the seller's description, and they are authentic, and this past inspection, we are unable to force a return of this card. I did check other listings for the card, and some of them are actually going for a much higher price than what you paid. I have one item number located eBay reference number here. I will be happy to send feedback to the authenticator regarding packaging of the cards just to cover our bases. We're <laughs> unable to approve your appeal, which my appeal is I wanted some money back, yeah. not just the return. We appreciate your understanding. It was my pleasure to assist you today. So she's going to buy you that card she sent over, right? Now, the one that she sent me was for a non-completed sale. Non-completed, yeah, sale. Mm-hmm. A buy it now price of like twelve hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, that obviously here. got canceled or you know expired. It or wasn't even a yeah. sale. It's no, just exactly. listed for sale. Yep, exactly. Like, yep. Anyone can list any old card for twelve hundred bucks. Doesn't mean that's what it's, it's going it's for. Like eBay comping like rookie mistake. And honestly, <laughs> I don't know what she was looking at. The seller had fantastic photos of yeah. this card, right? And it was clear as day that this card was damaged through the uh, this authenticity guarantee process, well, right? And like. The card getting placed into the sleeve that was on the seller, not you. Yeah. Like you kept right. it in their authentication sleeve. So frustrating. And so <sighs> I responded and just said, you know, I disagree. If you look at the photos, it's clear as day that the authenticator damaged the card. My ask, you're welcome, everyone, is, and I didn't write this, I didn't ask for more money or to repeal it again. I would have. I'm going to stop. So defeated. (laughs) What I asked, I am defeated. That's what this is. I asked that in the future, you make this an optional program. That's it. Yes. Yes. That's it. That's what we're looking for. That's it. 
You do that, and we'll stop harassing you. Until yeah. then, all our listeners, please get an Instagram on, uh, get an eBay on Instagram and Twitter, and politely flood their uh, social media pages with requests to opt out That's of their verification program. I have still not purchased a card on eBay since then. Wow. I don't blame you. I'm angry and I'm I'm it wasn't even my card. Defeated is the perfect word that you yeah. uh, like absolutely geez. defeated. It is. Also so, with this I've changed your perspective if you had bought this through their vault and it had not been mailed to you and it had just transferred ownership to you. Like even if somebody in the background had damaged this corner, it would no longer be your fault or in your possession. Right. But yeah. that's what they're basically touting, right? Um, so right. eBay is saying that if you use their vault service, which is now in business uh, for CGC, CSG, and PSA uh, review purposes, they'll give you high-quality photos for your listings. No BGS uh, on that list. No, mm, interesting omission. That's the first thing that stood out to me. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and that was like word for word from their little yeah. description. Yep. That's not me just, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's not Tim screwing it up. Yep, nope, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they kind of advertise this as transferring ownership in seconds. Uh, again, no sales tax because um, you know it's not crossing state borders right? until the card gets shipped to you. Until the card gets shipped to you, but most people are going to elect to leave it in their vault if they use this. Mm. Think of any cards where that might have been handy for for maybe a significant sale. No sales tax. Tim, you know we all have thought of the cards that this could work with. Why don't you just say it? Luis Robert 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so this uh, episode is releasing Saturday, a week after, uh, you know, a notable card of Mickey Mantles mm-hmm. sold for. Oh, the SGC 9.5, yeah. the Mickey Mantle rookie? Yeah. That one. Sold for? Well, um you know, like, what would you do to actually try to get that card in your possession? Would you fly to go get it? Yes. Would you drive to go get it? Yes. Yes. With an armed guard? Yes. For that, if I'm paying dollars for a Mickey Mantle card. How much? Dollars. <laughs> I am, I'm riding a dolphin out there if I have to. <laughs> right. Whatever it takes. You have to be careful with dolphins. <laughs> Do you know that there are dolphins that are like... Yes. I, th- I thought... Absolutely there are. I had a friend are. tell me this years ago. I thought this was the biggest load of crap oh until goodness. I saw the videos. What? There are, are videos you that will attack and people. You yeah. have to be careful with oh dolphins. Oh my goodness. Bottlenosed ones? So with this, there's two things. Beluga. <laughs> there's two things with this. Number one, you get a dolphin... Not even a dolphin... You get a dolphin. Manatee? You get a dolphin. <laughs> okay. Okay. You get a dolphin that you trust. <laughs> Where is eBay's vault? Is it in like Florida make sure. or something? You want to get to know this dolphin you and make sure, sure you trust that him. the dolphin doesn't rip you as you go get your picking man. But the important part about this dolphin oh. is that if someone tries to steal your card, the dolphin can <laughs> them. <laughs> now, you're going to want to just I not select any dolphin. You want to take this dolphin out to dinner a couple times. Get to know him. I Build think, a trusting relationship. I'm sorry. I think you're going to have to bleep that word. 
I think so. <laughs> At least five Which times. <laughs> Which word? <laughs> the word where the dolphin <laughs> the person. You're going to have to bleep that. <laughs> For a card that's worth how much? <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. I don't know why that broke me. I'm going to hate you guys about midnight tonight. <laughs> but it's going to be great. But I think, I'm, like, I wrote out this whole thing of how I'd go pick up this card. Uh-huh. But I think the dolphin plan is better. 100%. <laughs> So that's my plan of how I would go get this card. Are you bringing the dolphin in like a bulletproof glass tank? <laughs> Just get one that you trust, man. <laughs> All right. So really quickly, uh, cards valued at 750 plus. There's a withdrawal fee based on the card value. The uh, most recent sale. So you have to be careful when you pull these cards out. Yeah, $1,200 or, or best offer, right? Yeah. They hit you with shipping fees. Uh, I'm tired of a company as large as eBay, nickel and diming the customer with, with even more fees. Yeah. Uh, and an instant transfer fee of 3%. Are you kidding me? For doing what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> um, I, 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 I have the same qualms with this service <sighs> as I do with uh, the alt service, but eBay, frankly, is too big to handle issues. Yeah. I don't want to send a card to yeah. a vault thousands of miles away no and i really don't want to send my cards to a vault where i can't reach a human being right. to address my concerns right yeah. screw that screw yeah. you ebay sorry ebay you blew it is that direct enough <laughs> i think that will work yes that, that passes all right well any other thoughts on the uh vault services oh uh, no but i sure wish i had a dollar <laughs> card to send <laughs> i hate you so bad right now <laughs> Tuesdays are fun. Oh, man. It's been another fun show for Chad and Tim. This is Ricky, the dollar Mickey Mandel rookie card, wishing all of you a one of one night. I know we uh, often like to uh, joke around in the outro, but I really quickly want to just give some uh, love to some of our listeners uh, and update. So, you know, I don't think many listeners really care uh, what happened to Mysticadas in my trade, but I bet there's one out there. And this this update is for you, sir or ma'am. Uh, I did receive all my cards. Cotta received all his. The trades were all completed. Nice. Uh, I want to thank Mr. Carter, uh, Cotta, I love my uh, my Robertsons. I got the Kevin Grant CD card. Uh, it's a little oh, awesome. yeah, I'll have to yeah, bring yeah. that in. It's super cool. Uh, and he left <laughs> me a very kind note as well. Uh, Justin, I think he gave me permission to use his name. He sent me some sick jazz autos for my Detlef Shrimp. Hmm. Perry, my Kevin Durant rookie card. And Wax Museum Kyle, who quit holding on to a stack of Barry Sanders for my binder project <laughs> and left a very kind note over my father's appearance on the show. So Aww. thank you all. Um, Justin, I received a Disney 1986 baby blanket. Yeah, I was oh, going to yes. say, right? How incredible was that? Was yeah. that baby I mean, used? It was. <laughs> it, it was. It's going to go through the wash a couple of times, but it is going to be a part of the collection, probably make its way here into the studio. 